Hello, hello, hello to all you fellow experiencers out there. This is James, the host of The Spirited Body. And this is the last of the reading episodes that we're going to do. And this is where we actually have a guest come into the studio. And we do um, a reading with uh, my uh, deck of release that the Council of Light uh, gave to me during a channel, during a number of channel sessions. And I wanted to describe that process a little more clearly. So it's a little more understandable when we do it in the episode. What happens is uh, the guest comes in for the reading and uh, they concentrate on an area of dissatisfaction in their life. And um, then keeping that in their mind, they pull one card from each of three stacks. There's a realm card, a relationship card, an attachment card. And these cards provide information about where this problem exists and why this problem exists for you. And then um, that area of dissatisfaction can become better understood. And then after that's gone through, there's one more card that's pulled, and this is the card of release. And the card of release identifies where that problem exists within that person's energy makeup and provides a short meditation using crystals that the Council of Light have identified to release that problem from your energy sphere and energy makeup. So enjoy this episode, and I hope it helps. As always, like, subscribe, and rate on whatever platform you're listening to us on, and reach out with questions or stories you have. I'd love to hear from you. James at thespiritedbody.com or at thespiritedbody on Instagram. Enjoy the show. Don't mess up a good thing. Okay, so, <gasps> so this... Ooh. Oh. So welcome back. We're going to do our final reading, and uh, I hope everyone is getting out of it what they need um, and getting some a better understanding of the interplay between attachments, relationships, realms, uh, as the Council of Light sees their influence on in our life and how we are satisfied or unsatisfied. So we have our final guest. Hi. Um, this is Nina. Hello, everyone. Um, how are you today? I'm really good. Okay. Yeah. Excited? Nervous? I'm very much excited. Okay, good. Yeah. Nothing you guys already said. I love readings with Nina. Okay. <laughs> you guys already said we could say anything here, so I'm yes. like, perfect, let's do this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Anything, you, anything you feel comfortable with? Perfect. Um, I'm very excited. We'll just, we'll just go with it. Yeah. So I want you to think of that something that is unsatisfying, is challenging, uh, uh, unfulfilling aspect of your life. Just pick one of them and uh, we'll start there. And then I'll hand, yeah. So the, we're going to start with the realm cards first. So you're going to grab that deck in your mind. Think of that that issue, that, that dissatisfaction, and you're going to shuffle them, keep those eyes closed, shuffle and pull. I'll put it down. Don't Sorry. read. I read really fast, but I actually didn't catch that. Okay. It's good. Let's go to the relationship card. And I still continue to think, of course, on the. Yep. Yes. Think of that ish. Shoe. Good. And then. I like the way they feel in my hands. 
the goal is to make them very, the uh, council was very specific with me on the tactile nature of this process. Yeah. They, even with the stones, they didn't want me to pick any polished stones. Mm. They wanted all the stones to be rough. Wow. Un- the tactile experience was nice. Because they, no, and they wanted the stones to be of, of a size that you can actually feel in your hand that are substantive because the crevices allow your physical uh, body to interact deeply with the stone. I had a lot of sexual thoughts while you were describing <laughs> Well, that's interesting that. that you say that. <laughs> Sorry, okay. you just, the way you were describing it with your hands and the way you looked, I was like, whoa. <laughs> anyway. You had a lot of guidance to the process. It yes, like. The, okay. like every every piece of this, and even when I'm speaking with the company that's going to be helping me develop, I, it's very every time I talk to them, it's like the the tactile nature of the the cards themselves. This everybody that I've given the cards to, almost everybody that I've that have has handled them has said, "Oh, these cards are such a good size." There's something about them, and I'm like, "Well, I mean." Sure. Makes sense. The production yeah. company's like, that's a trillion dollars. Exactly. Yeah. That's what I'm worried about. It's just like, oh, you're using like a 54 yeah. card. Um, the Council of Light was very specific. Yeah. They, they were, are they going to give me the funds? Yeah. Um, all right. So, um, all right. So let's talk about, are you comfortable revealing what? Yes. Okay. I am. Um, I am someone who definitely identifies with like, my physical body being a primary form of expression for myself. And in the lightest way I can say that is like my sexual prowess feels really attached to who I am as a person. And, um, you know, in my life, I've had many relationships where that has been a part of me that has not felt connected. And I'm really explorative and I'm really like open and I really love to try things. And I find myself in situations with partners where I, um, hold a little bit of myself back or I'm like, well, I don't really want to freak them out or things along those, those lines. And I am recently married and very, very, very happy, like in a situation in a relationship that feels deeply fulfilling in a way that I haven't felt in my life. And um, I'm also about to be a mom for the first time. And I'm realizing that there's this part of me, I'm very happy-go-lucky. I love to like have the glass be half full And I catch myself sometimes saying, I'm not going to make a big deal about this thing because everything else is so, so, so good. But as this new motherhood is looming, um, I'm thinking, I got to get this out in the open before I lose my shot. And I don't want to say that becoming a parent will make me lose my shot at like experiencing my sexuality fully, but it's changing. Even just with being pregnant, my identity around my physical body is changing. Um, so I feel really connected to it and I feel really called to speak on it. Um, I adore my partner and I trust him and I'm holding a little part of myself back. I knew there was a sexual energy. (laughs) I knew it. It was me. (laughs) So if I'm understanding your dissatisfaction correctly, it's you're dissatisfied with your sexual expression. Yes. Okay. And you're looking to be, feel more satisfied. More yeah. connected to it. Yeah. More fulfilled. Yes. Okay. That's a good one. I love it. Hi. I'm here. <laughs> I was like, can I say anything? Cool, cool, great. <laughs> we'll okay. go here. Yes, yeah. I love it. I love it because this is about every aspect. This isn't only for like the touchy feels. 
even though sex is touchy I feels. I mean, I was going to say. But, but you know what I mean? It's not just like the emotional, yeah. psychological-based stuff. Well, it feels actually for me <clears throat> super connected to my spirituality and my presence on yeah. this planet. Absolutely. I feel like when I'm deeply connected in that way, like I'm like, I'm at source. Like I feel here. Love it. Great. So uh, let's start with the realm. Let's do this. Realm of the present. What? No way. <laughs> I want to draw one of those just to see what comes up. <laughs> Are they all the same card? <laughs> They're not. They're three different cards. That is weird. Wow. The odds on that. Okay, I'm going to read it again. <laughs> I think Clearly, I might have it memorized at this the point. The Council of Light is like, read that shit again, James. <laughs> exactly. They are not getting it. Yeah. Okay, go ahead. Okay. The realm of the present points to an imbalance with what is happening around you and your ability to connect with and learn from the information that you are being provided currently. Are you missing something? Are you avoiding something? It deals with the physical body as a means for gathering that information through sensation and physical experience. Your physical body may be hurting or limited and therefore unable to provide you with accurate information, or you may be avoiding information by creating sensation through overstimulation, alcohol, drugs, food, exercise. This card may also include a turning away from or denying information that is being provided. Drawing this card means that your current issue is more predominant in the current world and experiences around you, creating an overemphasis of the physical. Are you able to truly see and experience the information? What current physical realities are not being seen or recognized? Yeah. I mean, that, that fits. <laughs> so yeah. And, and it's definitely speaking to the physical, but here the point that they're making is there is information that you're being provided with either you can't see because you're avoiding or you're actively annoying, uh, uh, avoiding. Are you calling me ignoring. actively annoying? <laughs> yeah. yeah. I really feel like that's, I think the actively avoiding feels more true. Okay. <clears throat> yeah. And it, it it's interesting because I feel like I said previously, I really trust my partner. I really love my partner and I actually have no evidence provided by him that my desires, desires, interests, choices, whatever would at all be unsupported. Yeah. I feel like he'd be very supportive, but there's something inside me that's like, don't mess up a good thing. Okay. So, <gasps> so this, Ooh. Oh, so here, but, but here's perfect example. You are being provided with evidence currently in your life yeah. that you're ignoring. Absolutely. I you, guilty as charged. Love it. How Love come it. with my friends, like nudity? <laughs> I just want to call that out. But anyway. Okay. So you ready? Yes. Okay. Very ready. Let's, let's do relationship. All right. Relationship to others. We This one we've encountered, but we're going to read it. This identifies an imbalance in your relationship to others. The scales have tipped too far towards another's feelings and concerns and interpretations. <laughs> Sorry, that noise just came out of my mouth. <laughs> <laughs> the value that you are placing on yourself is dependent on others' input and view. This is not the case, and you cannot be fully realized and harmonized being with too much attention focused on another. Valuing another's news, emotions, and thoughts over your own erases your identity and occludes communion from your truest and highest self. The purpose of your journey here is to find communion with your highest self and act from that communion. That in turn allows honest communion with others. 
you cannot achieve honest communion while placing others' concerns, thoughts, values above your own. This card indicates that you are using another as your guiding principle. Who or what is having that pull on you? What is shifting you from focusing on who you truly are? I mean, I have eh, such a clear picture in my mind of what that is referring to. And um, I have, I was raised in a really sex positive household and taught by a wonderful mother, like you should enjoy yourself. You should have needs. You should communicate them. And I really practiced that for many, many years of my life. And I had a very long-term relationship where that was received in a really negative way. And it created like a complete destruction of our ability to connect in emotional ways, as we know sex is connected to so many things outside of just physical connection. And um, I've had that experience slightly even in a different relationship. And um, I think there's huge fear that if I am super honest or I share and I don't sugarcoat it the right way or I step off, you know, my toes aren't on the line just right, that um, I'll either lose everything or um, I will kind of destroy another person's confidence or their own connection with self, um, which is actually, if I think about it, pretty egoic that I would have like the ability to crush someone, crush someone's, you know, experience of themselves. But um, that's how I perceive that experience is that I like took away this person's own experience of themselves and it ruined everything about our relationship. And I feel like if I try maybe in a different way um, to communicate those things that I will have the same outcome. So by you not expressing, you've already in your mind determined that your partner is going to be uncomfortable with what you want to express to him. And so you are saying, I'm not going to do this because what happens if he reacts in this way? Yeah. And do you have any experience with your current partner otherwise? Like him reacting negatively? Mm -hmm. Zero. Absolutely zero. I got, I got to chime in. I'm sorry. I just have to, I have a question really quick because I feel like it's what you're saying though. And like knowing you so well, it's like, I think you thought like, oh, I'll never like based on the past, like I'll never get married. I'll probably never have kids because the people I was with didn't want them. And now you're getting those things. And it's, I think it's like what you're saying. Like if I ask for this too, I can't have everything. Don't you think? I it, that like is the most perfect way you could describe it. I think for me, I'm really feeling like I'm already so overpaid. Like this has got to be the the tippy toppy and I'm not really maybe allowed to also have that other thing. And again, my optimistic kind of, I don't want to call myself a Pollyanna, but I can lean that way. And I'm like, this is so great. This is totally good enough. Like I can totally do a life like this. Anybody's that Pollyanna? No, I mean, it's or totally like a lie to myself. Yeah, Cause that doesn't sound like Pollyanna. Pollyanna's like, everything's amazing. Yeah. Not Everything authentic. Everything will be amazing. Right. Not authentic. Yeah. But I think that what you said is exactly what they're reiterating with you is your ability to hold um, possibility for everything you want to have happen. Yeah. There's pain there for sure. Yeah. And you're avoiding the possibility. It's like having the hope that it could be perfect, 
is scarier than trying. That resonates very deeply for me. And their definition of hope is understanding that hope is not like wanting one thing to happen really badly. Hope is knowing that at any moment there's infinite possibilities. That's beautiful to hear. It's difficult for me to even like hold that. I'm like, Oh, that that could be true. Maybe for somebody, Um, but it's difficult to personalize it. Yeah. And that what, what we really want you to experience is that you don't have the responsibility of holding one ideal. That's a lot of work to understand and cleave off and separate and hold one possibility in all of the infinite universe that only one possibility can happen. It's almost naive in a way. (laughs) And we welcome you into the possibility that even if you can hold five different possibilities, it's much easier to hold than one. And success and failure is not determined by one outcome. Mm. Do you see? Yeah. Do you see what you've done with your choice and your life? You've made it dependent on one possibility when we offer you infinite. How can anyone win? It almost like feels silly when you say it that way, because you're absolutely right that I have kind of created this singular experience of a successful life. And there's so much more nuance to it than that. This is a really important concept for you to understand in your life, in your determination, in your experience here, in this expression, how many times you have whittled down your success to one outcome. That's like heavy to hear and hear you say. I mean, I would almost say every time. And this is the greater picture that needs to be understood. Infinite possibilities exist for you, which means there's infinite ways of being satisfied. (laughs) Do you see? Yeah, I can hear it. I can feel it. I, I like to see it and visualize. It feels difficult, but. But hold on, hold on to the idea and the feeling of the difference between one and many. Which one feels easier? Which one feels more attainable? When you put it that way, the permission of multiple avenues actually feels much easier. (laughs) It's because it is. I didn't think that's what I was going to get in that situation. But this is the this is the energetic release and the shift for you to experience and understand. Do you see? Yeah. It's very self-limiting. Your your happiness is infinitely available. Your satisfaction is infinitely available. Yeah. And that really probably always has been. <laughs> Forever. Yeah. Eternally. I think that just what's like clicking in my mind right now is like, you know, 
I think I've put the power on the other person in the dynamic so many times and been like, well, I failed because the way I communicated the need or the desire wasn't received well. And like that I might actually be safe for real this time. And that hasn't been something I've been willing to, I guess, trust. Let us say to you this, you've always been safe. The people that you've had in your life may not have been able to reflect that safety back to you. Yeah. But you've always been safe. I was so prepared not to cry. <laughs> it's it's interesting to like be such a dear friend to you and feel like I have this friend who I've never felt more like when I look at her like someone who is so authentically deserving of the best. Like genuinely. And then to to watch the expression of, well, I want to pick this option because this is what I think I deserve. And I'm like, oh, no, this beautiful human being that I know doesn't see her own beauty. And it. I've watched you overcome that a lot. I really, really have. You've done a lot of work to overcome that. But I will say as someone very, you know, dear to each other in our lives that like, thanks. That like, I, 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 Nina is the person that I watch who I feel just deserves everything that this human experience offers her. And it's been my only wish for her because I've just never met, so I, all of us are deserving of it all. Um, but, and I have seen you do like a lot of work in overcoming some of those beliefs. And I, I hope that this reading is a continued permission for that because you so deserve that, Nina. Thank you. It's so interesting because I feel like I've been seeking, like I seek permission constantly around me in so many different avenues. And it's like, at what point will I believe the permission? You know, because I'm holding, I'm gatekeeping the permission at this point. Every person I am surrounded by and the people who love me continuously show me that I have permission and that I always have. And I'm like, no, 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 <laughs> no, no. And it's just, it's really, it's been me this whole time. You ready to go on? Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. We had to have a small breakdown. <laughs> <clears throat> okay. So let's, let's look at the attachment cart. So this is where you're reacting from when you get in those stressful, fearful situations. This is why you react defensively. Your attachment to physical identity. Ooh, what's that one? This is a new one. Okay. Attachment to physical identity. You are overemphasizing the physical as a way to understand success or control. Okay. <laughs> <sighs> wow. Working from an attachment to physical identity is a purely human experience. When you came to this planet, you were encased in the physical body that defines everything about you. 
it sets up the major conflict humans have. The contrast between desire to be connected versus your absolute separateness as you are encased in a physical body. This encasement in your physical body and your desire to be connected are in conflict. When you react too much from the physical, you place that as the ultimate expression of trying to connect to yourself and to others. So you become reactive based on what your physical body or your standing in the physical world represents. You become overly reactive to how you present, how you look, how you feel physically. This attachment to physical identity can also be the opposite. One side is trying to present yourself as best you can according to a specific standard. The other comes from the point of view of over-modification of your body in order to use your body as a way to shield from others. This can be self-abuse, overeating, over-exercise, under-eating, alcohol, cutting, drugs, or harm to yourself. It can be unhealthy patterns of lifestyle, such as treating your body in an unhealthy way. This is usually an unconscious way to seek correction or exact revenge on the physical for creating separation. You become over-reliant on the physical. Over-focus on your physical creates a reaction from your belief that the physical is a representation of who you are as the means to get to your soul. I can't believe that's what you just read. <laughs> that's, like, that's intense. Not only... Like you, the first half resonated and then you're like, and also it could be this. And I was like, how are both true? Like I figure, yeah, I'll probably identify with one of them, but no, no, of course, both are true. Multiple things in that reading are true. Um, the way you said it, the desire for connectedness. Like I sometimes think of, you know, physical intimacy is like trying to smush yourself back together with someone. And I am someone who absolutely adores closeness emotionally in friendships. Um, I feel like spiritually, I feel connected to people in a really deep way. Like I am all up in there when I love you. Um, <laughs> Nina, Nina, my friendship is consisted of her being at my house 23 hours a day for <laughs> six days a week ten for years. 10 years before she got married. I mean, like, then it was 22. <laughs> yeah, so only slightly lower. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, I probably would argue that my like attachment style and love is like almost like complete enmeshment. Like, and you know, I don't want to like use that word that is often connotated with like negative things, you know, cause I think there are healthy boundaries there and I, you know, do have a life, <laughs> but I really love to just like completely just intertwine myself with someone that I love. And, um, that was so interesting that you read that about the overemphasis on, on physical. And then the second half being around alcohol or treating yourself poorly or all of those things. Like I really do think people navigate the world with different like main abilities to take the information offered to us. And for me, it's always been the physical, like I'm a smart person. I'm a cerebral person, but like, I feel a lot physically, even being in the room with you as we were doing these readings, I was like, I need to move my body. I need to be over here. I have to sit on the floor. Um, that's just the way my body moves through space and takes in information. Um, and I have absolutely participated in treating my body poorly, intentionally, in a strange way that almost made me feel safer. Um, I have such resonance with that entire reading. I could, I'm like, give that to me so I can read it again at home. I'm going to need to do some more research on that because I just did not think that would resonate that way. That's amazing. I'm shocked.
Yeah, it's a it's a pretty powerful one. It's a pretty intense one. And this idea that they give us and they've given me about how we can mistreat our body as a symbol of our disconnection. Yeah, yeah that I've never even heard it put in that way. But before. like it speaks so clearly to me. Because as someone, and I'll be really honest, I suffered with alcoholism. Like I, I'm sober today. I've been six years sober almost. And I literally remember like if I, when, it be, when I was a teenager and I began drinking heavily, I was like, if I do this, I get more of what I want. I get more love. I get more attention. I get more connection. I get more closeness. There wasn't that separation of me and you. There was much less separation. And over time, as I continued that habit, which initially really did work for me, that was stripped from me and more separation was created and more damage was created and more pain was created. But like my initial goal for why I reached for that particular thing, which harmed me really from the get-go, was I want to be closer to you. And that again, even that this entire conversation has been around physical intimacy is like, I want to like laugh because- it's a representation of me like, let me smush myself back together with you. Like yeah. separation feels unnatural to me. Let's be closer. I just am mind blown right now. Do you, um, I don't, you probably don't know musical theater. I actually will surprise you. Okay. <laughs> Nina knows like everything just so, as a side note. <laughs> so do you know, you know, what you're describing, do you know Hedwig and the Angry Inch? Absolutely. That song, Origin of Love, which mm -hmm. is an amazing song, but you know, it's based Two off. halves of the. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's actually based on an, the the I don't know what origin story it is, but it's awesome based off of like a Greek or some ancient idea about how humans were created and how we find our soulmate. I'm obsessed with you, first of all, just for many reasons. But secondly, because <laughs> I probably saw that musical when I was, I don't know, 12 or 13. And I remember being like, that makes sense. Yeah. This totally makes sense yeah, to me. Yeah. Like my language has been spoken. No, I, I I felt the same way when I saw it. I was like, is that how it really happened? That's totally it. <laughs> like I felt like I had the answer to the universe yeah. when I saw that that first representation of that yeah. song and the way that they do that in the, yeah, in the, in movie. the movie. Yeah. Yeah. I just can't believe you just brought that up. <laughs> like what a just deep cut there. And I like absolutely love that musical. Yeah. That's great. Um, But very fascinating. I mean, that, that, that idea that they're unconsciously we can use our body as a way to try to achieve physical close, like that communion with other people, um, or we can punish it for not providing it. Yeah. It's really fascinating, a fascinating way perspective, something I just don't think of again, not my brain. To quote the youths, you got me fucked up. <laughs> it's not mid. <laughs> it's not mid. It's very much not mid. Um, okay. So are we ready for a release? Yeah. Wow. I'm ready. Okay. So let's grab those cards. Close your eyes. Hold that triangulation. Hold all those pieces in your brain. Oh, I wanted to pull two for a second there. All right. Am I reading it? Yep. It's upside down. Oh my God. Figures. Release of the mind. Ooh, another one. Another new one. I love it. Okay. So uh, you have the stones in front of you. These are the stones that Council of Light asked me to pick out. And I'm going to read it and we'll just follow the directions. As the predominant voice in the human experience, 
this is often the largest hill to climb. In the energetic sense, it becomes the nail upon which you frequently snag your energetic sweater. There are many barbs upon which to get caught. Mind release takes frequent practice, not only to untangle the sticking points that have been present for years, but to release the new ones that are frequently added. Let us guide you to release. Grab the yellow and white stone and hold them between your palms in a prayer-like pose. Both. This one or both of them? Both of them. Oh. Yellow and white. Sitting or lying is your choice, for comfort, comfort is the predominant choice as you can draw your attention to the space surrounding the stones. Focus on the awareness of the stones, filling the space between your hands. Let the color and energetic expression of the stones fill your awareness of the space between your hands. Let that awareness that creeps into sensation fill that space and grow beyond that space, gradually through your hands and out of your hands, as if your hands are a lantern and the stones are the light source. Light and energy are emanating out beyond your hands. Become fully aware of that image and the sensation and the energy as it grows and becomes more tangible. Allow the energy and sensation and awareness to grow as it will. Hold the awareness and power of the created vibrational lantern until it does not serve you to continue. Wow. It's like hard to almost even want to let go. <laughs> that was really interesting. I felt... Um, a lot during that, but it's funny that you mentioned the lantern because right prior to you saying that, I immediately pictured holding a lantern <laughs> in my hands. Surprise. Um, but then as I continued hearing your words and holding the stones and focusing, I felt like I was sitting like inside a sunset and I felt a heartbeat in those stones, which I don't know how to explain that, but um <laughs> It was really beautiful to feel. <laughs> I really could have probably held on to this all day. Yeah. And so this is something for you to do frequently. So if you have, that's just citrine and that's just crystal quartz. Beautiful. You know, you can get those easily. And um, again, make sure the roughing, that's just that image and you can practice as much as you want. Um, but the other thing I was going to say to you is, do you do energy work? I, I, I don't know. I mean, I, I, I'm not sure I can answer that question totally. <laughs> I like to occasionally dabble. Not like, um, but like you doing it, you being the, the, the provider. I definitely meditate and I practice like kind of some self-love techniques that I would kind of qualify as energy work with okay. self, but. You have a very uh, innate ability to bring forth energy in a, in a tangible way. So it's something I think that you should explore. You, you can do it in a way that is that is not common. Did you, you hear when she was doing that, that hawk was out there the whole time, yeah. and then the minute she stopped, it stopped. <laughs> I just want to say that. The hawk was going off. Um, but you have a way of bringing forth energy in a way that feels very tangible. 
That feels true to me. And that's not a common thing, but I would invite you to explore it with people in your life. Wow. Like, let me, honey, come here. Let me try this with you. I want to see if you can feel this. Because you need, you, you need convincing. Yeah. What came into mind was like, how am I going to convince someone to do that? <laughs> that I, have was, a, I have a nine-year-old at my house that's available. She's available. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, even I think it'd be more validating for you if you had peers. Yeah. I definitely feel like something in life I feel called to do and have always felt like has come easily to me is connecting others. And I wonder if there's more to that. Yeah. There, there's a piece in it where um, you're, because what you just did, I don't feel often. I don't see and I don't feel it often with people. Even when I go to energy workers, the, the, the density, the, uh, that you, of the energy that you actually pulled forth was, I've never felt that before. Mm. So that just, you have an innate ability. So if you want to explore something like um, Reiki or um, something along those lines, energetic healing. Um, but I also have a feeling that it's going to be much more fun for you if it's a little unstructured. <laughs> and that, uh, so if you, you know, said to your husband, Hey, lie down here. I want to like, yeah, this is what I see. Um, I see him having a complaint about his knee and, you saying, well, lie down and let me see if I can bring forth energy for your knee. And you lying down and you touching his knee, him going, oh my God, I totally feel that. Wow. That's beautiful. Something along those lines. I definitely feel like that'd be fun to explore. Do it. I will. Like it's just, <laughs> it oozes off of you. <laughs> oh, wow. How interesting. I'll definitely give that a shot. Okay. Thank you. Uh, absolutely. That was really special. Uh, okay, good. You felt that was a, there was something that shifted inside of you? Yeah. I think the major download that I got during that was like the permission factor that I just continued to ask the same question of the universe and of my peers and then like of whatever. And the universe has continually and now um, through you been like, girl, you are the one. It's always been you. And then- everything about the physical factor being this thing I've hyper fixated on really in so many relationships and how it's feels for me after we've shared about this, like as a, a physical representation or like a, like a one choice thing, like you said, black and white of me trying to kind of create connection in a deeper way. And that there's more to that, um, that there's more versions of satisfaction than just maybe the one I've kind of cataloged. And then um, just to feel like there's options just to feel like there's choice and that I don't have to feel so like there's such a scarcity mindset around my life and my relationships. Um, it was a really big gift. Good. Yeah. Awesome. <laughs> Thank I love you it. so much. Absolutely. I appreciate, appreciate you being here. Thank you very much for the opportunity. It's really fun. Katie. Are you I okay? need a nap. <laughs> yeah, but I'm good. That was a good, good. one. Yeah. It was a really good. One. Yeah. All right. Well, Everyone out there, don't forget to reach out, get in touch with us, james at thespiritedbody.com for, for email or at thespiritedbody on Instagram. I'd love to hear your stories. I'd love to hear if any of this resonated with you, if any of this touched you, if you're interested in, in any questions, exploring more, um, happy to respond and hear your stories. And thanks so much. Like, 
rate, review. Uh, it really helps us uh, get out there and get the word out there. So uh, until next time, bye, bye everybody. Everyone.